0: Hello, my fan friends, my fine, fine friends. Welcome to uh, the final, possibly ever, recorded in front of an audience in a theatre. Will we ever get back to those heady days? Or will we just have to look back and listen back to this one and remember what our lives used to be like for all time? This one with Ashlyn B., Doing fantastically well. Second time she's been on the show, but uh, in that interim, she's become a global superstar. Lovely, lovely person as well. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one very much. Um, look, we're doing stuff on twitch.tv slash RK Herring pretty much every single day. Stone clearing in the mornings. If you want to see how that stone clearing works and see if I get caught by this fatone fatafi. The Stone Stasi, if you don't speak medieval English. I'm doing self-playing snooker as seen on the BBC uh, most evenings at 7:30 pm. I'm doing a Rahulister, but every Wednesday at eight o'clock. You can tune in for free, it's all free. You can, excuse me, see me um, commentating and uh, on, excuse me, I'm burping, oh, very unprofessional. You can see me commentating, uh, doing directors' commentaries, even though I'm not the director of movies on Sunday evenings. And I'm playing games like Civ 2, Football Manager, the original, all sorts of things going on there. You can give me money for that if you want, but it is all free. Uh, You can subscribe and pay money. But if you're an Amazon Prime customer already, you've got £5 every month to give to me. If you go to my YouTube channel, Herring1967, there's a video on there explaining just how you link the accounts and then subscribe. It's quite simple, but you have to do it on a browser, not on the app as well. So, to make it work, and you can, we can take Ian Amazon's money and we can build a wall and make him pay for it. That is my, we're literally doing that. So, it would be good if you uh, were able to spend a little time doing that. But feel free to become a badger or, uh, or, or subscribe with money if you if you really want to. Or go to gofasterstripe.com buy some Trumps or some emergency questions books, and that money gets channeled back into making more podcasts as well. So thank you for keeping us going during this difficult time, and we will be back, and bigger than ever, but it's lovely to be able to continue uh, broadcasting to you. And the the, uh remotely recorded are working out pretty well. I think you'll get to see from next week when they all come out on this podcast feed. Adam Buxton next week. But let's not talk about next week. Let's talk about this week, where I am interviewing in front of an audience are the laughter, the smells, the burgeoning of the coronavirus in one or two of them that would spread and kill the rest of us. I think we're okay. I think I got away with it from that source at least. It's Rahalastupper with Ashling B. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has Michael Palin's address and is gonna go there to spend Christmas with him because he said he was said it was okay to be said he'd be his dad. It's Richard Herring! yeah, I'm letting my hair down this week. Completely different clothes to last week. Hello! Welcome. You're wonderful. You're much better than last week's audience. Uh, They were giving standing ovations, actually. You're not as good. Um, Welcome to Richard Herring's Latter-day Saints Temple podcast. Uh, It's setting up a new religion. It's quite like the Mormons, but I'm not interested in Jesus Christ like they are. Just, it's quite a specific uh, joke about the Mormons there. Uh, just the latter-day, just the latter-day, Sa- I realised that latter-day saints fitted the LS bit. <laughs> latter-day, I like the latter-day, I don't like the early-day saints, they're rubbish. I like the latter-day, the ones who came along later, like Mother Teresa. Um, no, nope, okay. <laughs> No, I was shaking my magic eight ball yesterday and I asked it what it called it and it said, so I don't know if that that might catch on. Um, So yeah, well, we were all uh, still, the tension from last week's podcast is still in the air, even though it was a week ago. What an an exciting time. love Michael Palin was lovely, wasn't he? You'd like like him to be your dad, wouldn't you? He could be all of our dads. That'd be wonderful. Um, uh, I Really hope he doesn't there's a man sneezing in the front row. If he gets the coronavirus and dies. A, it will be dead already when this goes out, and this will look very poor taste. <laughs> Let's do a funny story. So uh, I, um, my daughter is at school now, she's five years old, um, and she's, you know, she's, a, she's a lovely, cheeky, uh, forthright young lady, um, and uh, I think may be interested in making people laugh as well. Um, I went in and so I nearly always want to go to pick her up. The teacher says, um, oh, she's had an accident in the playground, she fell over, or she, you know, she's she's always running around, she's quite boisterous and getting stuck into stuff. Uh she had she'd got like a rope burn across her face this day. So I thought this was and the teacher said, I need to talk to you, so I thought it was that. She'd run into a uh, a rope of some kind. Um but then the teacher said, Oh yeah, it's not about that. Um I just have to tell you, uh, it's a bit awkward, but uh, we were reading our Geoffrey the giraffe story to the kids, and we've been reading about him all week, and it's the culmination, and we just asked all the kids to say one thing about Geoffrey the giraffe. Um, We got to Phoebe, and Phoebe said, Geoffrey the giraffe is a wanker. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which, um, and she said, and we laughed, because we thought she couldn't have said that, and then we asked again, and she did say that. (laughs) And that's weird because I don't say. I oh know it's really. They're not telling her off, are they? They're telling me off. And we don't say that word. We say fuck all the time. She, that night she was. She said fucking hell to me as we went to bed. So thank God she didn't say that. <laughs> but it was. It was an embarrassing. It's embarrassing as a parent. Your kids dobbing you in like that. So uh, she, I don't think she knows what it means. Oh God, I hope not. So uh, it's. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so that's what I think she might. We might be seeing her on stage in uh, 15 to 20 years' time. That's is, that is what I'm saying. Uh, let's crack on. Our guest this week, she's probably best known for her part as elf in <laughs> Inmates. I think that says, can't read my own rating. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ashlyn B. <laughs> Hello,
1: Hello. Hello. Oh. oh. He was just sat right here <laughs> a week ago. A week ago. <sighs> Remnant's
0: we were We were discussing how sexy Michael Palin is still. He's a very virile, sexy, young looking man. <laughs> virile. Virile. Think, yeah.
1: What, uh, does does virile Viril mean like he can still yeah. make children? Yeah, I think he's probably. Okay.
0: I think he's, I reckon his, sper- his sperm's still sacred. Well, I took a couple of it,
1: <laughs> so we'll know in about uh, 30 days. <laughs> yeah. We'll
0: find yeah. Lovely, ma'am. Yeah. Um,
1: I'm, oh God! I have to sit up straight because last time I did this podcast, it was about four years ago, three was, yeah, years ago, cool four years, yeah, ago. years ago. And I'll be honest, I'd had one of those winter breakups. Uh, I knew I was coming to do a podcast, and no offense to the audience, but it felt like it was just going to be us, this, and a microphone. Yeah. And you'd never told me you film every <laughs> fucking uh, podcast. Excuse yeah. my language there, but I mean it. That's okay. Um, and I kind of turned up in my sad woman's outfit. Uh, I didn't take off my cardigan I think I would snow boots on there were a free bag of Maltesers or something out the minstrels back minstrels there were there were yeah. um, oh we can still say that great yeah. um, <laughs> let's get back into it uh, <laughs> I'm not okay with it and um, and brought out the bag and just sort of sat here the whole time and I was like ah oh, well you know blah, blah 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 and then whenever it came out on Twitter someone was like oh, I just saw the video of you doing the podcast and I was like oh what's the point of doing a video of a podcast like maybe yeah. they show stock images of flowers or something in the background as we talk. <laughs> and then I clicked on it. And bear in mind, like, I've never really watched anything back, I do. And I don't care what I look like when I'm doing comedy, yeah. but like later outside, as just a human lady in the world, you sort of to do, and someone had written uh, something underneath it like, she looks like a woman who's given up, or there was something Aww. like that. And he was right. Like that wasn't a mean trolling comment. That was just a fair, I was just like this, that the whole time. I was like, well, Richard, the way I think, think about it. <laughs> so I'm just really concerned about my image and my brand yeah. now. So just sort of... Well, you're looking, wonder- you're looking wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Where are the cameras, by the way?
0: Uh, there. there the, the red lights. there. Uh, I know you don't, haven't done much TV work, but there's... Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You've done more TV work in the last two months than I've done in my entire life. So it's oh. yes. I don't know how doing, to respond to that because yeah, you're doing. Uh, last time you were, you were uh, obviously.
1: You feel like, like you feel like I'm being attacked. No, no, by I'm you not. Richard. Last time, start, last I time joking. I was
0: already saying how amazingly well you're doing. But since you were on, and I, I believe, due to being on this podcast.
1: This is my big break. Um,
0: you had just a
1: phenomenal run of stuff happening. I think there was a GoFundMe once I saw how sad I looked on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that they were like, "That girl needs a break." Um, yeah, no, it's been a good old year and a half. Uh, I have to say. I mean, I d- work, it's what so.
0: it, aside from Ramesh Ranganathan, who I think there must be five or six of him to make the to make <laughs> it work, work. Yeah, you know, yeah, Because yeah, he yeah, does yeah. so many jobs. You can, he's writing sitcoms and being in sitcoms and being in. There must be more than one of him, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. He's been cloned, but I think I can't think of anyone else who's done. As, because you're writing sitcoms, you're appearing sitcoms. You've done pan, lots of panel shows. I mean, and you've been a, you've been the captain on a panel show for a lot
1: lot of that time. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you've been
0: on. You've worked with Paul Rudd.
1: Yeah. You've kissed Paul Rudd. Yeah, I have. Just stuck my tongue in there. Went, <laughs> <laughs> What's your secret to your youth? <laughs> will I get it out? <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a very, it's an uncomfortable situation to sort of have, uh, as, uh, cause I'm a triple threat in terms of shame and not liking compliments and that I'm an Irish Catholic woman. So I'm like, <laughs> it's hard to refute things. But yeah, no, it has been a good, um, but it's not everything, lads. Success isn't everything. But it bloody is in some circles. <laughs> um, uh, money isn't everything, guys. As I told my driver of my Porsche, I said to him, Enrico, uh, No. um, uh, Yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I I don't know how to react, I suppose. No, it's amazing. It's it's not... I
0: I kind of expected it. I wouldn't have had you on if I didn't think you were going to be huge, but you uh were... it's good for later on when, you know, when you become famous, then the podcast gets hits. Yeah. So it's, uh, well, the last <laughs> time I was
1: here, he didn't get me to sign his book. And that was four years ago. And <laughs> this time he's was like, Ashley, when you saw my book. And I'm like, oh, the last time you didn't think I was going to come back. I, to bet Jim, I, bet
0: Jim, I, Jim. I haven't got them anymore because they get given away to people. So whoever's got oh. that one, check and see if Ashlyn uh, signed it. I oh. think it was the same day. that he, It's the same audience that Ian Boldsworth, when he was Ray Peacock, had those two crazy women who... Shouted at him in the audience. I yeah. think it was the same day.
1: There were some shouty it ladies. It was a Sunday
0: afternoon. It was a, very, it was a bad audience. I'm going to tell you, you're much better than that audience. I listened to the whole podcast <laughs> today. It's, re, it's really funny. And the audience is just going... Maybe but it's just I, your I body language. I think they were just worried about yeah, me. Maybe. I genuinely think people were worried about
1: me. I was really like, oh, God... Um, and I was putting out those vibes, like just watching a woman in a cardigan eat minstrels in a couch going, <laughs> we've paid for this, we've paid money for this. Um, but yes, uh, I, uh, in terms of how one deals with the stress of work, though, uh, it's coming out through my teeth. Right. I just, in case at any point my eyeballs start flailing, I'm on quite a lot of painkillers, because I had a big tooth taken out today, a back molar. Oh, that's nice. Well, show a lot of sympathy, why don't you? <laughs> I had a tooth taken out today. Oh, no, please, I'm a strong woman. I don't need your pity. Um, but, yeah, I've been basically, guys, grinding too hard. No. You're welcome. Um, and, uh, <laughs> all right, later show. Wouldn't have got that out of Palin. Um I, uh, yeah, I've been grinding too hard, says the doctor, and um, uh, managed to grind the tooth away. Well, yeah, in your yeah. sleep. Cracked in, it. Yeah, kind of, in yeah, my sleep. I do that. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. bad
0: teeth is from where I grind my teeth in my in my
1: sleep. And have you had to wear a mouth guard? No. Oh, because they put a mouth guard on me now, and I swear to God, looking at myself in the mirror for I got your teeth right now, mouth guard. I'm like this is it, this is the <laughs> bad Yeah, it's not yeah. sexy. I've always
0: kind of wondered, wondered about that because if you are like dating or you know, yeah, and then you've got to do something like that as part of your bedtime routine. At what point do you do you put it in before you make love with someone and then fall asleep? <laughs> Oh, would like, you wait for them to fall asleep? In well, well, pop? well, but he
1: put some music on. Because <laughs> she's ready. And see ready to go.
0: Some guys like that kind of stuff.
1: Actually, I bet they would. <laughs> it's technically, it's a yeah. mouth guard for your teeth. I don't know. Yeah, I don't okay. know. It's just... Gotten a lot hornier than I thought it would if I was honest when I was shot in the bail in how's
0: Has it descended so quickly into mm. being so disgusting? It's almost like I've been holding back for a week. I've been on my best behavior. The tie came off and then that was it. That was yeah. it. It's the evil.
1: What is it like? like Can you're... I stop for a second to do yes. a big thank you to you? Oh, what? Can I? No. Uh, so I'm sure all of you know this. Yesterday's International Women's Day. Um, yes, imagine just the ladies there, and all the men were like, not about fucking me, mate, though, was it? I'm not going to weep. They got their day, and now it's mine again. Um, Yesterday was International Women's Day. There we go. And uh, uh, every year, a load of uh, men and women tweet and go, well, when's it going to be International Men's Day? And Richard takes his whole day to reply to them with November the 19th. And also has managed. How much did you raise for Refuge? The domestic violence charity. Go on, Richard. It was about seventy-five thousand. Seventy-five thousand pounds <laughs> you raised yesterday <laughs> for Refuge. It's a lot of goddamn cash for services that have been cut. So that is a uh, you were my little hero yesterday, well, well, it was uh, Richard. As you were.
0: It's also. it's it's over. We might talk a bit sort of around that uh, issue later. But I'm i just I'm going to try and um, do something to. to uh, push men to, the thing that annoys me most about it and it's you know it's annoyed me for a while i've been doing it for overnight i did it in 2012 first of all as well, mm-hmm. as far as so it's nine times i've done it um and this time it just really struck me how babyish these guys i mean it's they they ask for international men's day but they're not grown up enough to celebrate <laughs> for men's day yeah and i'm not even into like you've got to be you know you've got to be you've got to uh, you, I'm, I, th- I like men being sensitive i like men talking about what they feel but it's that kind mm-hmm. of this it's so whiny and it's so pathetic and they're coming up with new things now like going but international men's day isn't recognized by the un
1: <laughs> go, oh yeah that's that's
0: very important to me I to have, have the un
1: stopped, have a party. Yeah. if the
0: un don't say that something's a thing then i what's the fucking point <laughs> like that guy would care and someone's going someone came and said i this is towards the end when i kind of slightly lost it i like to traditionally lose it but it's sort of mainly genuine a guy said, the difference between International Men's Day and International Women's Day, and he went to Google, and on International Women's Day, there's a Google Doodle, and on International Men's Day, there isn't one. And I went, oh, didn't you get your little doodle, mate? (laughs) Didn't mummy not give you a doodle, you pathetic little prick? Um, So, it would be nice. I mean, all I'd really like to, to have done to achieve with this, and I knew it was impossible, and that's sort of the joke, which I think a lot of people don't really get. The joke is that... Ultimately, I've set myself an impossible task that just reflect you know, yeah. self-defeating. And at the end of well, the day... Well, you haven't,
1: um, though, because it raises money, so it doesn't well, matter. So it raises such a genuine, uh, ch- uh, life-changing amount of money for the charity. My favourite one yesterday that you did, though, was someone had added in Michelle Obama... Uh, and you were like, <laughs> and you were like, she. I think she's got a few more things to do than reply to you today, mate. And then you replied on her behalf, just like, There's like, like l- so
0: many. Um, so many of them are Greta Thunberg and uh, Beyonce. People, loads of men finding these women tweeting about it and then just getting in. on it. Yeah. But I think it'd be nice to try and actually, because if you can, if all you really want to do is to stop men say you can talk about it any other day. It's just yeah. that one day. Don't talk about it on that one day. Mm. Uh, but they don't talk about it on any other day, so I'm going to try and work towards something else. That on I November
1: we'll the 19th, forward. you could have a party and then start like trolling the UN. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you see us?
0: I could do, yeah. Why don't yeah. I go to the UN on November the 19th? So yeah. When are you going to have rec- a party outside? When, <laughs> <recognize> <laughs> when will you
1: recognize this? <laughs> when will you recognize? Anyway, it's, uh, anyway, uh, it's, yes. I'm
0: very glad it's over. It was quite. It was a lovely feeling to. I do, a, I sent a last one where I said to the last guy, "You're now in charge of this." <laughs> and then he deleted his tweet. <laughs> and uh, and then I just delete on my uh, tweet deck. I just deleted these three. I had International Men's Day, International Men's without an apostrophe in it, International Mans. I had all the different versions of it, yeah. National Mans, and I just deleted them all. And it felt so wonderful for it to be over for me. Yeah. But uh, if only it was so easy to get rid of sexism. <laughs>
1: we'll leave you with that, guys. This has been the Richard Herring podcast. Good night to <laughs>
0: Anyway, um, yeah, it's quite an exciting thing in terms of you're going over to... I mean, you're working a lot in the UK as well, but you're going over to America and working quite a lot. I was listening to you, I think, maybe on Screamy's Pips uh, podcast, which did a couple of years ago, I think. Um, But you've got this kind of lifestyle. It may have changed now. In that time, you were saying you are going over to America and doing the auditions and doing that whole circuit. Yeah. not making any money there, but making enough money here to cover it to one. I'm sure that's changed because you're now getting work over there as well. But what it's sort of interesting to, I think it's interesting when I get a guest back. So, someone like Tim Minchin, we had back a couple of times, but like to see his career change and then see whether he's changed. He has, he's become awful. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> but it's because it's, it's, you know, it's actually that next level. So, when you are working with Paul Rudd and you're a very down to earth,
1: you know, no I'm sorted of off, mate. You're no nonsense. I'm just a humble starlet, genuinely. I can't, just...
0: ima- I can't imagine you like changing into a different thing than you are. You know what I mean? But if you're working with Paul Rudd you, and you're acting alongside Paul Rudd in this great, great show on Netflix.
1: Yeah, but Paul's just, like, another comedy person as well. Yeah. I suppose that's the thing. Like, I don't think you can... If you jump too far, especially working in comedy, if you jump too far away from your own life, you end up having nothing to talk about or being weird. Like, you you do always end up, like, trying to find the laugh, and that's what keeps you going, like, it's something funny. Yeah. Um, so Paul's the same. Like, Paul is, like, a... a I was actually, it was, Roisin said that, Roisin Conity, who I'm assuming, sorry, just, my, my jumper just flew in front of me <laughs> and, I it, and I was like, sorry. <laughs> um, like a cat, um, getting distracted. But uh, Roisin was saying this, I, I was I trained as an actor for years and I was an actor for years and she was like, I'm an actor, but my people are comedians. And uh, I think when you find your people, and I was talking uh, about with pals about this on Saturday, like when did you sort of stop being incredibly lonely? And like one of my friends had found school very hard and university very hard, and maybe only later found his tribe. And to find your tribe is, is a lovely feeling to feel like you're not on the outside or trying so hard with people. Yeah. And um, I'd, you know, been in sketch comedy groups and all sorts and went to university, and but still always felt like a bit too much or a bit extra. And uh, we then went to drama school. And I remember being backstage at, at, at like, theater sort of uh, crowds who are their own tribe. And even when I'm working with actors, I'll find the person who feels like a comedian yeah. or a comedy person, and, and you don't feel... Weird or odd. So Paul's definitely in the okay. comedy group.
0: But it's still like he's you know, he's a major star that you'll have grown up watching him Because I mean, 'cause he's been going for about 400 years, he looks Yeah. Looks 35, but he's, you know, he's in... No, he's 807. He's, you yeah, see, I mean, yeah, yeah. When you see him, you can see him earlier and earlier. He's in, is he in... I oh, know, he does that joke where he's in. he pretends he's in Mac and Me Too, but he's, he's, in, <laughs> that, he's in
1: that... No, sometimes I would go up to the freezer, they keep him in, and I'd not politely, I'd, <laughs> I'd open it up, and I'd say, Paul, <laughs> what's your secret? Uh, but I suppose, I mean, yeah. it's not like you have, it's not like
0: it's your first job, and you obviously worked with lots of famous people before, but it sort of is that having come from yeah, Ireland you know and from the UK, weird, it's the next I level. suppose
1: because I'm not into Marvel movies, the Ant-Man uh, kind of world I suppose shifted him yeah. into a different world, but before that a lot of the movies he's in are an American version of like the comedy gang in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And there's a great sense of camaraderie with all kind of comedians and and we all kind of cross over with each other. But that just brings a whole different like the level of people who come up and know him. But I suppose that the type of people I work with, I suppose I become like their secretaries because a lot of them are really cool. And so I always get asked like, Can you send something to me for Paul for Paul Rudd? Can you? Can you give something to Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Can you give something to Sharon? You're like, yeah, 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 okay, fine. Um yeah, they're all very cool. Cool the cool dudes.
0: Yeah. But you're going, you know, you're hanging out in LA, you're going to showbiz parties.
1: Showbiz you, you, parties non-stop, guys. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. You see, Do you know what it is? I'm I'm sort of sitting like today if you did see, maybe this is what I'm finding odd. Today, um, I, I got up, and because of the antibiotics for my <laughs> infected gum, I've had no energy, and Tato, this is like the showbiz thing that happened to me, Tato, the Irish crisps, which I'll be honest, until I moved to England, someone said, oh, is that because of potato? And I was like, no, that's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Genuinely, <laughs> it was just the brand uh, to me. And when they're trying to, like, shift their new flavors for St. Patrick's Day. And normally I'd be like, don't send me anything. I'm not going to be one of those people. But they sent me 100 bags of crisps in a box on Friday. And they're the only thing I've eaten all weekend. <laughs> and they're delicious. Um, and uh, I've only eaten crisps all day because I just wasn't arsed because of the antibiotics. Okay. Cooking for myself. So I've eaten bacon and cabbage crisps all day long. Then at 12 p.m., a doctor or a dentist even, like, got in, yanked my tooth out. I wasn't able, so I was just mushing up crisps in my mouth all day. Like, I hadn't washed my hair since Saturday. Um, And then eventually at 6.30, I got in the shower and was like, I better get in in time so I can get a selfie with Palin. I put on some makeup. I'm kind of allergic to wool, but I really like this jumper. I was concerned about how I'd look if they film it again. So I'm quite itchy. So when you're like, this showbiz lifestyle, you're like, yeah, the showbiz lifestyle. If You've seen my day. Yeah, I suppose there is. And I had it growing up. Like America feeling like this, like, oh, that's the thing. That's the, I suppose over the last five years, because of the presidency and everything, America, I felt like, I God love you, more of a soother place. And you can see it backstage at gigs. I kind of started going out to America to try and get work about six or seven years ago. And a lot of it, most of what I was doing was like becoming broke and um, gigging and being a stand-up. And you could—I've just been able to really viscerally see the change backstage. Because my one of my favorite things in the world is being backstage at stand-up gigs. Because like, there's quite a nice little community with comedians, and the difference of being like, there's this guy and he's running for the Republican Party. Ha 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 He's from The Apprentice. To like, oh my God, he's gotten through. to He's not going to be the candidate. To, oh my God, he's a president. And that feeling backstage <laughs> has just become more angry and despondent and Jesus Christ. Um, and so that's maybe what America has been. Right. For me, as opposed to the sort of being excited, yeah, yeah, when I first started going out, I was like, oh Jesus, look at this cool that there's a balcony where you know Judy Roberts decided to stop being such a prostitute and to give him <laughs> all the sex for free. <laughs> oh, um, uh, that L.A. showbiz story. It could be me one day. Um, uh, and so, no, that's not uh, a joke. Because I pay them now. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, but, uh, so yeah, it's just a, it's it's always that thing of on the outside things looking a certain way, but yeah, you know.
0: But it's I think you're, the, it wasn't really when I was a, when I was starting out. Going the idea of going to America didn't really it yeah. wasn't really a thing. Whereas whereas it seems to be a lot of people going out to the you know a lot of it is, the comedians see, are going. Do you know out what out I love states.
1: about being in the states a little bit? And I maybe I already have this mentality because I, I'm an immigrant. So And you haven't lived anywhere as an immigrant, have you? I haven't. And there's something about that decision and the leap to do that that gives you a little bit of ballsiness maybe of like, I could do it again. I did it this far. Yeah. And to suddenly go, oh, I'm on English television. Ah, the English. They'll put me on their telly. Then why not the next leap? And I remember there's something... I would recommend everyone to just travel or try to live somewhere else if you can, even for like three weeks or a month. Um... Just because to come home, it just opens up your mind and you just travel, you can travel the world in many ways, I suppose, by just chatting to all sorts of different people. But it makes you realize everyone is just, you know, Paul Rudd still needs a poo. Everyone needs, you know, (laughs) uh, like it just makes you think, oh no, that's, why not me? And I think that's maybe where, um, uh, like I'm definitely inspired by Sharon, Sharon Horgan, who I work with a lot, is that she has that element of like, well, why not us though? What makes me such a piece of shit by comparison? And so why not, why not that? And I think sometimes it's just lifting off that hat of possibility that can open up your world. And, uh, yeah. And
0: you've always been a, a writer as well, right? You've always... so. That, I mean, it is having... that. I think, like, a lot of actors don't have
1: yeah. that. Yeah, 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 So
0: and, and you've got, being a comedian as well, and obviously being a comedian involves some writing, but yes. you've got all those different ways of going and doing stuff.
1: And I've been, like, so thankful for that because I don't know if I'd have been able to survive on just the work of an actor or just the work of a, a stand-up yeah. for a while. So that's, like, yeah, that is... Um, but that's the maybe the di- the difficult bit of balancing at all has been a little bit of a. Um. Yeah,
0: and how, so you've, you're you're doing another series. I, I don't, it's not it's, Sharon's let it slip. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. when does this go out? Uh, no, it'll be April. So ah, yeah, granted. if they
1: don't let me say it by April, yeah. I mean we're already trying. To, I'm not <laughs> already trying to write. So your signal's yeah.
0: this way up. Yes. Uh, and it's sort of about. Please something. watch it
1: if you haven't watched it. It's my baby, and I put a lot of effort into it. It's still on all four. Yeah. to
0: watch. It's it's about someone coming through a break down and yes. with a. And it was
1: it was based on me after doing your right. podcast and seeing myself. Was it? My, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I could see all the minstrels you ate during. Uh, <laughs> it was just my Heart One episode was just the footage from this podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the saddest thing I've ever seen without any of the chat underneath.
0: How long? Because I, you know, I, I'm I, I'm a writer as well, and it's again, it just when you're doing all these other things, you're doing the panel mm. shows and you're doing the acting and other things. How are you finding time to write?
1: Uh, it's really hard. It's yeah. the thing I hate doing the most. I think because I pickled myself in writing the show in that I write it on my own. And that's a really lonely experience. Because normally with um, with stand-up, if you write on your own during the day, that night you come on stage and you're with someone or you're backstage or whatever. But you get to kind of show your work for the day and you get a reaction. And then you're like, yeah, okay, I can tell whether that's a failure or not with the show, I was kind of writing it on and off for about nine months on my own. I was writing in the evening as we were filming Living With Yourself, which is the show I did with Paul Rudd. And uh, we would do like 13 hour days on that. And sometimes you're like, well, maybe I don't feel like writing today, but suddenly it's been paid for. Scripts are being waiting for casting and for actors and for production to find sets. and, And it's a big girl's job, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, if I don't feel like writing today, someone doesn't get to do their job. Yeah. It's, got, it's quite a large responsibility. It is. Um, and a lonely one, because then we, you know, we did the table read and that went quite well. And I was like, okay, and then you film it, but everyone has to be nice to you when you're on set and go, it's a really good script. And you're like, is mm, everyone blown smoke up my arse? I don't know. And then until it comes out and people start watching it. So that's like a, a good year and a half yeah. to be constantly worried that you've made a terrible mistake, I suppose. Nish Kumar um, has a picture of me, Nish and uh, Amy Annette, he's a stand-up and his girlfriend, came over for New Year's Eve to New York and I'd spent Christmas in New York uh, typing away because I, there was no time to kind of go back um, over Christmas and I um, I had to get it in before we went to see Mike Birbiglia, who's an amazing uh, U.S. stand-up. He's got a, a couple of specials on Netflix. Um, but we wanted to see his show. And Nish has a picture of me, because the deadline was due in, of my laptop on a bollard outside the theatre, <laughs> with my glasses on down to my nose here, typing the final edit, making sure there were no typos. He's like, Beaver, look at this! Ah! And it was a mad laugh. And uh, he has a picture of me trying to send it in before I could go and have a bit of uh, yeah. So yeah, it's not that that bit is the hardest bit. I yeah. Think, of the well, writing.
0: I find that as well. That the, it's, I, I'm very last minute, but it was also the shame of letting everyone down. It's yes. More so in a TV thing, obviously there's you know hundreds of people waiting for yeah. your
1: script. Shame has motivated me more than yeah. joy, which is uh, yeah, don't get into comedy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's sort of weird now because there's so, that because of the way people ingest digest the entertainment.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: you've come out with a series, and it's very hard to get. Any kind of mass audience for it, isn't it? Mm. To break through. So even if you've got a couple of series of something, yeah. that breakthrough moment where it becomes something that everyone's talking about, everyone knows about, is very that's the hard thing to get to. Yeah, now.
1: and the momentum of it. And even like when I'm in other shows, I don't feel the pressure to kind of say watch it. But literally you do start going, Oh, if if you want it to go again and again, people are working for you, please, please watch the show. And you just become that person. Yeah. But it's also so it's quite satisfying, but the, the lonely bit of it is when you make something on your own is that, and I, I didn't make it on my own, I had loads of support. Sharon's absolutely amazing and she's great, but the, being the sort of face of something yeah. is that on one hand you're like, yay, but on the other hand, there's not always someone to share the thing with, mm-hmm. um, which can have its downfalls, like with stand-up as well, when you're on stage on your own, you know? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. I feel like I should end that with a joke so people don't get bummed no, out. No, it's like okay. I'll do sing. Exactly. I've no, um, not at all, yeah. <laughs>
0: It's okay, I'll ask you some stupid questions in a minute. Hey, I didn't ask you what, what elf in Inmates was. We didn't talk about oh, being yeah. elf. What, is, what was that? <laughs> I
1: fucking forget. i, <laughs> I got it off
0: Wikipedia, it might not be real. Um, no, it is. It, it was frees. a pilot.
1: Yes. Oh, it's called Inmates with two N's. Yeah. Because it was mates and it was set in an inn. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and I was called elf and I don't know why. I wasn't an elf. I was a woman. <laughs> yeah, I think that was... Do you know, yeah, I don't... It, it you don't me, quite well that,
0: but you've done, like... Do, are you, are that year,
1: I did, like... I felt like a woman on a ship. I felt like if you put me into a pilot, which is, like, the first test episode of a show, it definitely wouldn't go as bad luck. Because I did about <laughs> eight of them, and I kept on... I was, I was like, the one common thread between all of these failed things is me. Maybe I'm the problem.
0: But it's, that's what's crazy. You know, the whole thing about this is crazy. The number of scripts that get written that don't even get made. Yeah, the number of scripts that get a pilot, and then the pilot, I think, comes with... All this stuff, yeah. and they, so there's, you know, there's obviously, there's, a, there's some luck involved in <laughs> whether mm. you whether the thing goes forward. But it's, you know, the, the, a different universe. My sitcom's all about that didn't get made. Uh, you know, the, the, a different, a different shows the one that the, that came through. It's kind of just freaky. Isn't yeah, it? well, the even film sliding like, doors, um, it's great.
1: I mean, I've talked about this before, yeah. but um, uh, Dairy Girls, Sharon and I were working on a pilot, an episode. Uh, or a show um called Delilah for 2 years um and Then Channel 4 rang to say, we've got this other one set in Ireland about a group of women, so we don't really think we should have two ones set in a group of (laughs) women. I'm like, fuck, it'll (laughs) never work! And that was Derry Girls, Uh, which is my favourite comedy. Um, But I was so sad because we'd worked in it for so hard. I was like, right, I'm going to go off and write something else on my own then. What about this? And they were like, yeah, that. And that was this way up. And then Delilah, recently, we turned it into a pilot and we sold it in America. So we made that in September. And that didn't go, HBO Max said no to it. So now we're ferrying that around again. But like, so I, think, I think it's just maybe... I, I read this thing about, like, success, and success isn't really success. It's just, like, graft and the ability to go, right, let's go again. Yeah, but it's, Not get it's, too knocked down by it.
0: It is, it is. It's very hard. I think that is... It's the, it's, I think you talked about something else, but it's, the, yeah, having the... Yeah, just having the grit to carry on, you know. It's, yeah. it, it, uh, believe me, I know. I know about that. I, I managed to carry on with no successes at all. That, that is, Richard, the, is the most impressive thing ever.
1: I won't have you talk about yourself that way, girlfriend. I'm serious. I
0: wrote some new emergency questions.
1: Did you, Richard? Chair, for this well, you m- had a great day then, didn't um, you?
0: This is my new emergency question. Imagine it was bread. Make sure to get it. Over the last few months, I've watched every episode of How I Met Your Mother. What is the most degrading thing you've done to yourself? <laughs> For no apparent reason. I got to the point where I just had to... I'd started it. Yeah, go Hated on, it from the going. beginning. I hated it. And maybe it's just partly because you have to find out how he met the mother. Maybe it's just that.
1: How yeah. did maybe... the
0: mother? <laughs> it's fucking nine series long, 22 yeah. episodes. It's like 100 and something episodes. It's the wor- generally the worst thing I've ever seen. Start to finish. Some people go, oh, the first few series are good. No, the first few series are shit. <laughs> it's hollow. It's a, it looks like it's okay, but if you just tap at you, it's hollow. The theme music, hollow. It's not, it sounds like a song, but it isn't. Yeah. It's just you tap it. Oh, that isn't a song. Oh, this is, these aren't characters. This isn't real. There's no jokes in this. It's awful. The main character is a, basically a rapist. And, is this uh, how
1: I met your mother? Yeah. I hope that's not how he met her. No, he just... <laughs>
0: Oh the main character is quite is a supposedly nice guy, but his friend is this Lothario, mm, no, played no, by Doogie Hauser M.D. It's very confusing. It's very bad, uh, so I don't know why I did it. Have, you ever, is, done, have is, you ever got into something like that that you feel you have, to, you, have, you have to carry on with it?
1: I This weekend, and I'm not sure if it's the antibiotics, I typed the word secrets into Netflix and I got back a whole host of um, the secrets of Selfridges. The Secrets of King Henry VIII's Hampton Court. (laughs) The Secrets of MI6. I bloody watched them all. Right. (laughs) A lot of very well-known information. That's what the show should be called. (laughs) MI6 is a large building in the middle of London. Ooh! Does anyone else know? How did you get this information, lads? Um,
0: to be fair, if the secrets of my six were on YouTube or on Google. That would be quite bad. Yeah, you'd, you'd mean, hope my six would find them. Exactly, it sort of felt like a sort of um, <laughs> a
1: contradiction of terms. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe that this weekend. Yeah. I can't think before that. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do loads of stuff that makes me feel terrible about. My, I've, yeah.
0: I've just got that personality where I have to see something through. If I decide to do something to the I have end, to see through. yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, um,
1: and they—you've been so brave, though. They,
0: I, I have. <laughs> it's interesting because I watched Flatliners the other day. What's that? It's the 1990s film um, about there's people rea- who are... oh,
1: That's the most reaction They're on about. Julie Roberts been for is in
0: Julia Roberts is in it. And she's not a prostitute. She's a medical student or something like that and they're all trying to... I don't know us. who she is, so what you just Kiefer, said is Julie mad Roberts. to me. Julia Roberts. Oh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, Julia I heard Roberts.
1: Julie Rodderts. Okay, and I was yeah. like, I bet you she's an old East End actress no. that an English Julia person Roberts. knows. Keith Sutherland. He yeah. Uh,
0: Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah. And so they kill themselves. Well, they, they deprive themselves of oxygen or whatever so yeah. clearly kill themselves to find out what happens after you die. Oh, yeah. In that film, Billy Baldwin had a very... Uh, is, is Alex Baldwin's brother, looks very like him, had a very... Uh, good early career He looks
1: like a bad seaside sketch of Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. You know, he it's does. like Alec Baldwin,
0: like that. He's now. If you look at his CV, which I did after seeing him, this the first three or four films are really good, and then straight to video. Kind of, they're just like if you were kind come, come up with parody names for films that weren't a success. <laughs> they were Billy Baldwin's, in, and I've seen a couple of them. Um, but Billy Baldwin plays a character who has filmed all of his girlfriends having sex with him, and then when he dies, they're all, com- when he, they're all coming to get him there as ghosts, saying, why did you film me secretly? So even in 1990, they knew that was a bad thing. In How I Met Your Mother, Doogie Howser films all his girlfriends having sex, and it's kind of a funny joke. And, it's, and you yeah. think, you think, oh, this, this sitcom must be from 1973, when... Uh, when we, when we had yeah. no banner. it's from 2014 it finished in
1: that's there 60. now yeah. we were
0: doing this podcast almost when <laughs> last do you know you were. I
1: had this kind of mad stage where I have a tendency to forget to leave the house sometimes yeah. um, and I had a mad stage where I was convinced uh, not the house I live in now the house before um, I say that so the neighbour now doesn't think it's him <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh, no, you're filming We're me filming. so you can see my... <laughs> <God damn it! laughs> then that bit was a joke. <laughs> but I had this idea that the man upstairs, because I'd watched some CSI where this was possible, had drilled a hole in the ceiling that was so small, but she could put a camera on the hole and still manage to film the whole room, my bedroom. Yeah. And I was sort of convinced it was happening. And I, I sort of got into a bit of self-hate about it because I realized on one hand, I was like, no, don't film me. But on the other <laughs> hand, I was like, well, better put on a show for upstairs, <laughs> taking off my clothes at night. And then like about a couple of weeks later, um, uh, he told me he was going to heaven in Soho when I met him in the street and he was gay. And I was like, there's no way he is in any way filming me. <laughs> Through a hole in my ceiling, other than to watch someone badly dance around a room, <laughs> and um, I just realised, like for about a week, I was kind of undressing on my own yeah. to the ceiling,
0: yeah,
1: for no, re- like yeah, that was a. How you managed to write sitcom about someone having a
0: breakdown and coming back? We never know. Complete fiction of course, how you Richard. Came up with this idea. Um, I've got another new emergency question. This is one I asked Michael Palin last Please. week. If you could have any author, oh, yes, last week, Have any. <laughs> just Stop. <laughs> um, if you could have any author in like audiobooks i've got into audiobooks and it's Audio nice it's nice book. having michael palin read his book to me yeah. but if you could have an author from the past or before audiobooks existed which author would you like to read their own work to you via audiobook who does not exist Good oh question. god yeah. michael palin chose like cicero that's i wasn't expecting oh, that.
1: that's such a palin answer it is. Like, that's a real <laughs> cicero you're like, you haven't read Cicero. That's like James Joyce. No one's actually read it. It's just thick, so everyone's like, oh yeah, it's real good. Just because he got through so many pages of typing. Yeah. Um, don't you dare take you the piss know, out of like, my dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> C- like Cicero, really. Yeah. Um, who would I, I would I mean, like to go, hear who he do you think would
0: be good? Because not everyone Jesus re- read
1: the Bible. <laughs>
0: It'd be good because he'd go, I didn't do that,
1: that never happened. Because also his English wouldn't be that good, (laughs) because of where he's from, so it'd be really slow. And then he, sorry, I took the fish, 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 and low (laughs) almost. What is a Loavs? Uh, <laughs> laws? why don't you just say bread then? Um, yeah, that would be my...
0: That question is resulting in more impressions of historical characters than I <laughs> had anticipated. <laughs> Let's see who comes up next week. Um, the, I'm just seeing what else I've got in the back here. Uh, what, who is the most famous person you've asked to dance?
1: Oh, Famous person you've asked to dance. Do you know what? Fine. I'm going to do a showbiz story now because you're Great. so hell-bent on showbiz. I am. So this is a showbiz story and I'm so joyful about it because it was all so joyful. This Christmas, um, I went to Bill Murray's Christmas party. Yes. Ooh! Oh, you did a boo-woo for that but not a big awe oh, for my tooth. <laughs> you're so um, but And it was so exactly... Because I don't know if you know this about Bill Murray but he's sort of like notorious for being like quite artsy despite being so famous uh he as far as i know he doesn't have an agent he just ring his house phone and ask him to be in stuff and he'll go okay i'll be in that and he sort of like um pops up in people's selfies and turns up at house parties like he's just a very well known to be like a sort of gorgeous good um oddball in a way and his house is so odd and weird and cool (laughs) and um I went with my friend who uh, knows loads of people, and Paul was there as well. And on the um, his house looks like a sort of run down, uh, like odd barn, in that there's kind of carnations running, like like hanging from the place. And everyone looks like Bill Murray, and you realise his nine or ten brothers are there. (laughs) Um, And uh, my favourite thing was, you know, these things called Roombas. They're robot hoovers that just go around hoovering on their own so they're just like little circular robots and yeah. they he had two of those and there were cut out ice skating figures really badly gaffer taped them so there was all <laughs> these ice skating figures just like going wherever the Roombas went all around this dance floor at the party and they were just badly homemade done but it was glorious And so, and he was just really into the music and he was dancing away. And so I was dancing kind of near him and I was kind of like, eh. And I was a bit like a creep at a party, trying to be like, just so one day maybe someone could ask me who I've danced with. And and he just loves dancing and he was in great form. So I was like, eh. eh," And sometimes he'd acknowledge me like, you're right, I don't know who you are. Because I wasn't really invited, I would (laughs) have crashed his party. Yeah. So maybe it was just him
0: and his brothers and you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. And they were like, who are you? I'm like, Mary Murray. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Bill Murray. It was so it was good. glorious. Because he's one of those people who just... He, is, he was exactly how I wanted him to be. He was warm and kind and nice and yeah. odd. And the house was weird and sort of had... Uh, yeah, so th- that would be my... That was my highlight of last year, actually.
0: Good answer. Yeah. Who's the most famous person you've ever been act- in a lift with that you didn't get into the lift with? Oh, for creepy reasons? No, no just oh, that you oh. got in a lift and they were in the lift. Imagine, like,
1: that's the <laughs> difference between a male <laughs> comedian answering and a female <laughs> comedian answering. It's like, why? Oh, like a rapist? Um, <laughs> who, which famous You got in the lift and near? then someone God, else is so in the many. lift. Um... Say that again?
0: So you've got in a lift and or someone else has got you're in a lift and someone else gets in, but you, you didn't get in the lift with the person, but it's a famous person?
1: Because I didn't want to be in the lift with person. No, them, I or... just you're in a lift. <laughs> no, you just she shouted a... me,
0: Richard. Oh I'm your fucking question. I'm um, sorry. I just had to know the context. Yeah, I'm just saying who's the mo- I haven't got it written down. I'm just trying to remember the exact Well, word. you can tell you haven't um, written down because you haven't thought it through properly, Richard. Who's the most famous person you've ever been in a lift with that you didn't get in the lift with? That's not the question, but that's the
1: but I just don't understand why I wouldn't get in the lift. <laughs> because lifts... will get in the lifts when other are in lifts. What?! <laughs> This'll be another clip for like two people having a breakdown. <laughs> Is it going down and I want to go up? Is it that I'm scared of no, the person? No, so you've
0: got in a lift. I know. I got... It. And then the doors open, someone else gets in and it's someone who's famous. Yeah but you didn't get in the lift with them. What? It could even be you both got in the lift, but you didn't go in together. <laughs> I got in a lift with Billy Connolly, but we didn't get in the lift together. I mean, we did go in together, but Is this did, a riddle? Do I get did, something did, at the <laughs> end? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I got in a lift and Billy Connolly was in the lift, and then we went up a floor together in the lift. Are you gonna we ask were, me to count how many people were there we, by the time we you did got did to, to the top? Did what did is it in the lift?
1: It's a question, who's the most famous person you've ever been in a lift with? No. No. Because <laughs> you've probably been
0: in a lift with Paul Rudd, and that yeah. wouldn't count because you went in with him.
1: Why is it so difficult? Who is the most famous person I've ever been in a lift with that I didn't get into the lift with? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that you went with when you got in the lift. How is that, does that make I've only life? ever been in bungalows. Now can we <laughs> move on? Oh, I take man. the stairs. <laughs> Rebecca Front won't get in a lift, so it's not a good question for her. She's uh, she's uh, scared of lifts. Yeah, well, scared of what's that? Who she might meet in them? Like that. She won't. She won't get in a the lift. They, they made that her character in. Uh, I think of it. Wouldn't get in a lift as well. Oh really?
1: Lift phobia. Yeah, yeah. Or claustrophobia.
0: Claustrophobia is that ah. it? Agrophobia. Yeah. Francophobia. Anglophobia.
1: Anglophobia. Scared of English people. Yeah.
0: yeah. No one. That can that's be okay. no one. Nobody could be. <laughs> I watched your Netflix special. You've got a 15 minute Netflix special. I You're do. part of the comedy lineup.
1: Yes. good isn't it, <laughs> Thanks. Watch that. It's I good. Oh, thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks. I mean, that's, but that, I mean, it's, it's exciting, isn't it? Getting a Netflix special.
1: Yeah, that was, that was really, yeah, that was really cool because also it was, um, it's just that thing of feeling a little bit like, oh God, me too. That was a version of the like, oh God, yeah. there, me, me as well from over here. But again, everyone on the lineup is people I'd gigged with and it was like a lovely little right. 15 felt manageable. It felt sort of mildly humble but ambitious all at the same time, yeah. you know. It's um, sort
0: of a nice because it's sort of like a yeah. comedy set Yes. That you would get. So you can make make your own comedy club out of that series and watch three three or four of them, and that's a comedy night.
1: That's a comedy night. And it also felt more manageable than. So in America, like in stand up, you'd go to a gig. And here, you'd never really see anyone do five minutes. People are like, oh God, maybe they had to vomit and they left. I don't (laughs) know why. Um, So a standard set would be 10 to 15 minutes, 20, 30, depending on where in uh, the ladder you are, I suppose. But in America, everything's five minute spots. and, um, And I find that really. Like, I don't know if you've noticed guys, but I'm a little bit chatty. <laughs> um so sometimes I'm like, Hi, God, I'm Ashling and they're like, How is that five minutes already? And so it's time to leave. So fifteen felt a bit more like a nicer yeah. stretch of time to chat for. Cool. Yeah. Uh,
0: and is that gonna do like is that could it lead to it now a uh, an hour special or is it? Yeah, yeah. I th- it's just it like
1: what, what I think when uh, you just I'd just like it to be good and I feel like at the moment I just I'm trying to gig for myself.
0: But you could do one of your Edinburgh shows or something like that, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah. I
1: could. I just want to. I'd want to polish it up and do it right. Yeah. I think if I felt like I had a whole hour out there, like I'd want to make it good. Like I want to. And if you do too many things, something will give. Yeah. So something won't be as good as he can make it. Does
0: something like that, though, it's all over the world, right? Presumably, that show. So when you go somewhere, do you have like a a group of unexpected fans in that? Sometimes randomly,
1: but those things, it's funny uh, the things that might take off and the things that don't. Uh, so like that, I really thought, oh my God, well I better enjoy my final moments <laughs> walking around, a mi- no difference really, not many people thought, I don't think so, um, so yeah, it's f- the things that take off and the things that don't, like I didn't expect when I was doing um, Living With Yourself that that would be so, I suppose because I put so much energy into my show and it's done really well and it's done well critically and a lot of people have seen it but it hasn't been like, you know, Dairy Girls gets millions of people watching it yeah. and you know, it's been a slog to push it and promote it because it doesn't just take off like that. And loads of comedies sort of aren't as watched as you might think they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And with Living With Yourself, that, and and the Netflix special as well, I was like, oh my God, it's going to, but it doesn't really work like that. Whereas Living With Yourself was the first thing I ever felt like something shifted, like suddenly got recognised the next Monday sort of thing, which was an odd feeling.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. And you were on Taskmaster. How did you do on Taskmaster? I love taskmaster? that you were That's
1: interesting, but I'll ask a different question because I'm bored of it now. Uh, yes, Richard. Ta- taskmaster? Yes, I How was. You,
0: you didn't win a single uh, show on, on Taskmaster. No, I do you know what it was? Even David Baddiel won one of his shows, I noticed. All right, Richard. And he was the worst contestant that's ever been on that? Well, this has
1: been a I'm not bitter. I'm joy. not bitter about not being on it. Sorry. Um, uh, have, has anyone seen Taskmaster? Does people watch Taskmaster? A lot of people like Taskmaster. Um, I swear to God. So we filmed that in like isolation, like a coronavirus experiment. And actually that'll still do well after coronavirus because everyone has to be on their own doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the people who'll still win from it. Um, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> just, just had some bat soup for lunch, so I'm a bit coffee. Um, but I, um, yeah, that, you all film your tasks like months before you watch it back in the studio. And I swear to God, I thought... And you never know that day how you did. So they'll be like, thank you, Austin. goodbye. <laughs> uh, Alex will say. And then you don't know how you did. And I swear to God, I was like, I am a genius. You know, when you just know. <laughs> you know, when you just bloody know. And I swear to God, there's one where... I'm not sure if you saw it. There's like the seesaw. And you had to think... What'll make the seesaw so even? And I thought, Alex can drive his car in and I'll get a cord. And I really felt, I was like, oh my God. I, there was a reason I watched so much MacGyver as a kid. <laughs> and I'll tie the rope to the car. And it's a great idea if you think about it and make sure it's even. And then I'll tie that to the car. And I just thought, ah, Shane, you're fucking nailing it. You're brilliant. And then I went in and I was like, I could feel a sense of respect within the crew for me. And they're like, this girl has got it. And then, yeah, when they watched back in the studio, the rope fell off and it immediately went boom, like that. It just didn't work at all. And there were loads of moments like that. I could not believe that I wasn't a genius. It was the first, I was like watching it. I was like, no, really? Yeah, it was a real shock. It looks like it's a fun
0: show to be on though, I imagine. Yeah, it's
1: very, all the tasks are very joyful. (laughs) You can only imagine. Yeah. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, listen, Richard, um, you have this. <laughs> I don't Thanks. know what to do. I, yeah, OK. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's
0: OK, I'm, just, I'm only joking. It's, a, it's a running joke, it's a running joke.
1: Yeah, no, that's They'll
0: laugh much. me on. They're just biding their time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's hey not what they the, told me, but they're yeah. They're
0: waiting for the stars to align. I'd be, I'd be good on it. I would definitely be good on it. Yeah, okay. <sighs> you Just, would be brilliant let's at do it. Some, Let's do some more emergency questions. You would. Um, <laughs> well, well, so you've been filming a film I, that I don't know much about, but I've seen mentioned, called Love Wedding Repeat. Is that, oh, yeah. Is what's, the, what's that doing? It
1: is a rom-com, and I think it's out in April, maybe. Okay. It's also for Netflix, so not for cinemas. Oh, for it? Netflix, it's a rom-com. Filmed it in Italy and uh, lived in a hotel. Recently
0: in Italy or a while ago? <laughs>
1: <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> it's got such a fever. No, it was just the other week. Um, North Italy, we filmed it. <laughs> <sighs> and um, yeah, uh, no, it it was in Rome uh, last year. And loads of good people in it. Yeah. Tim Key's in it. Oh yes, oh Tim. Uh, Tim Key also was on Taskmaster. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm sure, everyone's been on Taskmaster. <laughs>
0: They'll run out of people eventually. That's of the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have to come <laughs> to me. Yeah, they're going no. <laughs> um, uh,
1: Frida Pinto's in it. Uh, okay. From Slumdog Millionaire. Yes. she's so gorgeous. Um, I just wanted to eat my dinner off her face. Mm. She's so beautiful. Uh That's so. my usual
0: feeling when I see a beautiful woman. Yeah. Can I, <laughs> I like I prefer food to women now, to be honest. Yeah. yeah I, I can tell dinner, from your questions could, this if evening. I, if I could if I can just eat my dinner off something, I'm happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Some of you like have quite those...
0: plate like faces though, so and there's, there's... <laughs>
1: Ah, so, some some women of have them, more of a plate like just women some, generally? Some, some people have...
0: Well, not women and men. Some people have a sort of plate-shaped face. So place. do you
1: think you'd be more attracted to a woman with a sort of dented face? Yeah. Because you'd be like, "Oh, I could use that for a soup. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. think I would. Yeah. Well, each to their own. Yeah. They say there's porn for everything now, Richard, <laughs> and you're just proving <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that'll be out in April. Uh, that was fun, but I, I could... I can't now eat pasta anymore. It's a long time to spend... They don't have any other foods. It, there, well, there was one myself and Eleanor Tomlinson became great pals. Eleanor is the flame-haired beauty from Pole Dark. And she's in it as well. And we um, just couldn't eat any more pasta. And there was one sushi restaurant which is right beside our hotel. And we made the same joke every time we went in the door, we're like, When in Rome <laughs> and just ate sushi. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, so that should be a bit of a jaunt yeah. bit of a romp. Rome's nice though. It is. I was staying in like the Oxford Circus of Rome. Oh, we? Yeah. yeah. So we were in quite the like, uh, uh, like touristy, touristy bit yeah. of all the time. And also, I think I get a bit of like Catholic triggering walking around going, well, it was fucking us Catholics that foot in Ireland in the rain who fucking paid for the cleaning of this building and, I'm like, <laughs> and who paid for who, to hoover this. Ha! Huh? It was all our grannies putting pennies in the. the yeah. yeah. I got a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but then also took loads of selfies, be like, oh, beautiful child. Oh my God, it's Sisney Chapel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's quite... You can't move for churches. It's sort No, of like, there are a
0: lot of churches, but I like, I, you know, I'm not religious, but
1: I... Like, are you not, I'm Richard? Not lady, but I,
0: I like going to... I like going around... Well, the Vatican feels a bit over the top for, yeah. uh, for a Christian place. It
1: feels like they were trying to cover something up. and <laughs> <laughs> like they were trying to distract us from something else. <laughs> uh,
0: but... Uh, I like La Pieta, which is in uh, the St. Peter's yeah. Church
1: of Jesus. And that's what we've talked about. That, before. That's, that picture is actually Mary holding him while he's like this. And he's going, but when is it International Men's Day? <laughs> <laughs> but if, uh,
0: that, really, that leads me on to my, one of my other new emergency questions that you definitely haven't answered, which is if you can have one item from any museum or art gallery, you're allowed to take one home and keep it any museum or art gallery in the world. Which work of art or museum artefact it doesn't have to be, and it doesn't even have to be valuable, it can just be a thing you like from a museum or an artwork. Which one would you keep? And I in your would hands
1: like from the entrance to um, uh, one of the big art galleries, and I'm sure it's most of them, um, the big box of hand sanitizer <laughs> attached to the wall, because <laughs> that is worth two million <laughs> it pounds. Is. So that's what I take. My friend answer. Khadif, who plays uh, Bradley in This Way Up, my flatmate, if you can see him, was saying that his dad rang him up and said, "Son, you have got to invest in hand sanitizer. We're sitting on the new gold here." <laughs> can you imagine someone being like on the face of like one of those Forbes magazines, like the Bitcoin guys, with just like hand sanitizer at the back because he'd invested early. In loads of hand. I don't powder. understand
0: the toilet roll uh, shortage.
1: I think the idea is that you'd wrap it all around you. <laughs> is it- what, to mummify yourself out. when you yeah, when you're yeah, dead yeah, exactly. so your corpse can be yeah. found
0: and revived.
1: Actually, can I give a shout out to someone? Uh, a, a brand called Who Gives a Crap, and yeah, oh, do you guys know them? They're a, a kind of a charity business or so social enterprise who you can buy big bulk orders a toilet roll, and then they invest in um, areas around the world that need toilets and clean hygiene, and then they give back uh, money to them. So if you're trying to panic buy loo roll, go to Who Gives A Crap. Do, because I, I do that.
0: It. You get 48 rolls in a box, I do it already, and I've got a lot of toilet paper in my house, so yeah. shouldn't have let that information out. <laughs> they will be burglars yeah, now. Yeah, that's, that's the new telling that's someone <laughs> you leave your Rolls Royce with the keys in it outside the door. They're all, they're yeah. all wrapped up in little bits of uh, tissue. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. You can probably use the tissue as toilet paper if you have to it gets down to it. <laughs> what is it? Why are people taking toilet paper?
1: Just, you can just clean your bum under a But have t- you never panic bought anything? I think that's like a panic buy. But I, you buy
0: food, you don't buy toilet paper?
1: Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, food is a good one, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now that you say it, Richard, it seems completely obvious.
0: Well, David Medill said something about that, tweeted something that, and I said, I wondered if you, it's Because you can eat toilet paper. So if you can only buy one thing, you can buy, it's got two purposes. You can eat it, and then it might self-wipe on the way out. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like get you a get you a product that can do both.
0: And actually, the, the who gives a crap stuff is made of bamboo. The, the yeah. So it probably has some nutritional value.
1: Yeah, and actually, pandas
0: eat that they they look. And all they're right. doing really well. They're yeah, doing really they? good.
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's how it
0: started yeah. the pandas there was millions of those fuckers then they started worrying about toilet paper yeah. too have we got enough toilet paper <laughs> it's more important than anything else um, we're coming to the end of the podcast oh what is there anything else you would like to um, uh, talk about that's coming up Oh. I mean, there's enough going on there. You, you, you're, you're not. You're off eight of ten cats now, are you as the... Yes, you, I am. Yeah, you know. yeah,
1: Catherine's doing it now. Catherine yeah. Ryan has uh, taken on the... Uh, what's it called? A goblet?
0: Yeah, taken on the goblet. That's yeah, what it's exactly. called there. <laughs> She's taking the on, on the goblet. The Jimmy Carr goblet
1: is <laughs> um, uh, Oh, one thing that's coming out in April is a thing called Quiz, which is based on... Do you remember the... Coughing Scandal, Oh, which yeah. Maybe that's where coronavirus started. Yeah. Um, the Coughing Scandal and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Um, and so it, it got turned into a West End play and then got turned into a TV show. And uh, Matthew... God, what's Matthew's surname?
0: Matthew... McC- uh, no, no, Matthew. Um, he's from uh, Spooks, isn't he? Uh,
1: yeah, just brilliant Matthew. famous actor in yeah. succession. Yeah, McFadden McFadden. McFadden yeah. Who's, yeah, so lovely and brilliant. And uh, Shan Clifford of mm-hmm. Fleabag and play the couple. And I have to say, doing it, I'm a truther. I don't think they did it. Ah, they did it. I don't think they did it, no. They did it. Do you know what else is interesting? And I mean, this is something we've all been talking about recently, is how the press can rip people apart and make, like for example, masks don't help you with coronavirus. (laughs) After five minutes, your uh, breath creates air and moisture. So it's more dangerous to wear a mask because it creates a breeding ground for bacteria. But the image everywhere, we've all been susceptible to this idea of mass because it's branded everywhere. Like at the time, there were like, six newspapers in the country and they were like, guilty, 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 coughing. So we all have this memory of them being guilty. Their whole lives, even if they did it, were ripped apart. Their dog was shot. Their tires were slashed. He lost his army pension and his kids had to be taken out of school. <laughs> they lost everything for, it, like, I mean, look at the crimes that people still keep their jobs with. And they lost everything. And it just didn't seem, it was a trial by media Mm -hmm. in the very early stages of that whomph where everyone decided to have an opinion on it. So it was really interesting. Like, um, I think even the people involved are like, they did something, but it wasn't the coughing. And the coughing was like, lots of it was quite edited to make it look. So it's been a real interesting project to be part of. You clearly are like, "Well, I believe what I believe." I I interview, <laughs> I interviewed them
0: on when I did my Poker Chat Show. It was my first chat show I did on Poker Zone. Don't what? look it up. It's not there anymore. The Poker you did Zone a show
1: on PokerZone? I Zone. did I did
0: I did a show on Poker Zone where I interviewed people who some professional poker players and some people who might have played poker once in their life. And uh, there was some people there was a comedian on I didn't I, I it was on the circuit that I'd never heard of, uh, but they were. I think both of them came on. I like the 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 lady major. Yeah. She's got a she's got a striking nose on her, and I like a girl. I like a girl with something to hang on to. Well, then watch she's this. She's got a Richard. she's got a big. Uh, got a big. That's not big enough. Sorry for me. To I'm sorry to give you a
1: horn right in front of <laughs> not, there's in side profile. That's not. That's
0: not big enough for me. It's not bad. It's on the way, but uh, her it's nose. Semi, yeah. Her, right. her nose is incredible. Mm-hmm. But they were they were uh, an odd couple.
1: Yes, but, and that's what I think people vilified them for. Yeah, They weren't what they we expected. They weren't answering or behaving the way we thought people should behave when they're on telly. And one of the things they said in their trial was they were being quite odd because they were trying to act like what they thought the British people want. They were passionate about the show. They watched and they are like they were actively going, how do we win this thing? Well, clearly people who stay on longer are people who pretend they don't know the answers for a while, so it gives you more air time. Right. Like they planned it like that, and I think they were they were given a trial that was like, oh, we think you're odd and we just like the story, so
0: boo. So you, do you think he kept changing his answer because he was trying to add some tension
1: Yeah, to it? yeah, you want to make a good show, yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. He
0: goes, well, it's, it's definitely not flowers. D. It uh, could be C. It uh, could be B.
1: There was no there was no. Is it D then? Oh yeah, also Uh, you know, there were loads of people uh, coughing all over. (coughs) But they edited it. (coughs) Richard, you're doing it the (coughs) press did now. There were loads of people coughing all over the room. And they just edited and and highlighted her voice and ramped it up on the sound to make it sound like, oh, let's uh, let's just put in clips of all of her coughing. So it's almost, I think was almost the first version of like fake news when you cut stuff to fit your agenda. Rather than what might have actually happened. Why would so they before. do that? Why did it? Because, they, because no one was supposed to win a million quid. That's the whole point.
0: They wanted people to win a million quid. Chris Tant was die- desperate.
1: <laughs> and loads of people won it. Why didn't they get Look at you, you big armchair what? cynic. Die <laughs> down! No, no. Because they don't die. Who are they? Who are they, Richard? No, Chris Tamp wouldn't lie.
0: <laughs> He's a nice guy. He was in Tizwas. <laughs> I, what I wanted to do, what, Al Murray was on once and I was his phone-a-friend, or he was asking me if I'd be his phone-a-friend. And what I really? wanted to do, I was really desperate to get it, just so that we get in it. Hi, it's Chris Tarrant here. I was going to go, what, from Tizwas? <laughs> and then if he didn't say no from who you want, i said, what, what, what are you doing now? What's going on now?
1: And, and what are you ringing what have you been me? Up, are you, all what right? you been up to?
0: What's Since going on with
1: you? <laughs> How did you get my house phone number? <laughs>
0: and then I was going to say, do
1: you remember when you were
0: in Lake Geneva in 1978? Uh, a small child ran towards you who was really excited to see you and you got your whole family and jumped in the car and ran away. That was me.
1: <laughs> did that really happen? Yeah. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> it might
0: have been 1979, something like that, yeah. Oh. I was 28 years old, that's it. <laughs> 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 right, look, we're going to have to wrap up. Yeah, when the you audience is funnier so, than the people on stage, you're like, is this is the, the time neutral. to end, without a doubt. It uh, Thank you for coming in with a, b- a bad tooth and stuff.
1: Well, no tooth. There. I mean, There's no tooth, answer. a big yeah.
0: gaping hole they in your mouth. They took
1: four out last what? year. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah, 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 and one out today. Have so, you got any teeth left? Well, I feel like I'm going to be like that uh, uh, lady who gave Wayne Rooney a blowie uh, <laughs> by the end of the next year if things keep going to plan. Yeah. Well, uh, we was a nub. <laughs> we was a nub.
0: Well, oh, I've never seen him football. <laughs> we was a nub. Yeah. I hope you'll come back on in four years' time. We'll see how your career's going when it's going up or down. I'll, I'll be the person who's going, high. I'm just I here to bring to... the
1: tea, sorry. I need,
0: to go, the I need someone to go really high and then really low so that I can yeah. then meet them in for another...
1: When I'm, do you know when it'll be? When I'll be right. doing like the 19th series of Taskmaster and I'll be like, do you know what? They just said they ran out of people, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> they started asking people back. <laughs> How've you been anyways? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I can't wait to see that. That, that, that I can't wait to see that. Coffee yeah, no, that, that I, think
1: I think it'll start the discussion up yeah. again. And in fairness to the drama, it's very balanced. It doesn't come down one side hard, one side or the other. Yeah, um, and and Shan and Matthew are brilliant. It's like watching. The what are you people. in it? Are you the cough? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yes, <laughs> I'm answer one. I am the head of ITV who oh, commissioned wow. the show in the first place. Cool. Yeah. So, and I look real ugly in <laughs> it. I look like I did on your last podcast. There's no makeup in his real 90s. So lots of this sort of hair and kind of high-waisted jumpers and bad shirts and stuff like that, which is really fun to do, actually. So. Cool, I can't wait. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give a massive round of applause. Ashley Aww. B! you, <laughs> £75,000 yesterday raised for Refuge on International Women's Day. Oh, come on. Ah, Sean. Oh.
0: I'll see you back there. Thank you very much. Come back next week. Still some tickets.
1: Go buy his stuff. He's selling
0: his stuff. He's got two children. Two children. Have you no hearts? Two children. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Rich Terring, and my guest, Ashlyn B. Thank you to PEST uh i hope they didn't start the coronavirus were they the pest that began it i hope they're all surviving it very well uh they're playing this music beautifully for us i'd like to thank everyone at the leicester square theater i hope everyone is surviving the pandemic and the closed theater thank you to martin and everyone who works there all the crew uh, and the bar staff i hope to see you all again very soon if you bought tickets to any of the uh, shows that were were cancelled they hopefully will uh, We'll just redo the show, so they'll still be valid. I would like to be thank my producer, who I'm indebted to, Ben Walker. I'd also like to thank Chris Evans, who's been a rock through these lockdown months and done fantastic work getting uh, podcasts and all of my other rubbish to you. I'm in debt to my executive producer, Douglas Courtney. We called him Courtney Douglas on set. It was very funny. This is a fuzz sky potato and go faster. Stripe.com production. Hey, I'd also like to thank Kathleen McKeegan for uh, you running a fantastic website which helps me research guests I've had on before like Ashlyn and make sure I don't ask them the same things. Rahalastupa, rahalastupa.com I believe it is if you're looking for it. Anyway let's sit back relax. No thank you very much for listening. Uh, go to gofaststrikecom slash badges if you want to get lots of backstage interviews and go to twitch.tv slash to watch all this extra content. Don't forget if you're an Amazon Prime person You can subscribe and give us money for free from Amazon. Ian Amazon's very, very deep pockets. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Oh, you're not watching. You're definitely listening now. Fuck right off.
1: Fuck you.